The Isle of Og, written and narrated by Michael Tibbetts. Chapter 4. Solly. Solly was wise. In fact, he was so wise he'd been awarded many honours and degrees. The owl had set up office in a large cypress tree between two of the forest's tallest cedars and called it Solly's surgery. By popular demand, he'd started his practice to counsel the forest animals, freely giving out his help and advice, which was always sought. So, in the early days, Solly's fame grew quickly, and his name gained prominence within the forest community. He'd often be called upon to judge or preside over forest quarrels and disputes, which added to his reputation. Over time, as his sphere of influence increased, he naturally became the forest's first leader. What Ermo didn't realise about the owl... In fact, what no one else in the forest knew about Solly was that several years ago, surprisingly, he had also found himself in need of help and advice. It had all started when Solly had trouble seeing things clearly. He noticed that everything around him had become blurred and out of focus. Solly's eyesight had deteriorated once again, but every year he got them checked and every year he would end up with thicker and thicker glasses. Now, when he wore his spectacles, they made his eyes look ridiculously large. But this was not what worried Solly, as his fading eyesight was just a smaller symptom of a much bigger problem. He first realised this after taking off his glasses, as he'd have trouble remembering where he put them down. The owl, in his old age, was becoming forgetful, and worryingly it was getting worse. Solly found he was forgetting names and other things such as places, dates, events and even appointments. The list of things that Solly forgot was steadily growing. So much so that now he became concerned that others would also begin to notice. Losing his memory wasn't something that the owl had anticipated, making it harder for him to accept. Solly had always relied upon his ability to retain facts and information. More than anything, it made him what he was, a sage amongst the forest animals. Frightened, Solly saw his memory like some vast encyclopedia, where the binding had now become loose. So every time he delved into it, the breeze of old age would snatch a few more of its pages and carry them away to be lost forever. On a particularly bad day, where he'd forgotten two appointments... Solly knew he needed to do something about it, so he got himself a secretary to remind him of when and where he needed to be, and this certainly helped for a while, and Solly thought he had the problem cracked. But, frustratingly, he now found he had difficulty offering advice. Where once he'd been able to offer a simple remedy to a sticky problem, the solution now seemed not so obvious at all. Something more needed to be done. Solly was able to cover things up for a while, but he wondered how much bad advice, 
how many wrong decisions he could make before his reputation was lost forever. Solly thought that because of his position, asking for advice from those whom he had helped in the past would somehow not be right. He imagined that if he was seen to seek assistance, then others might lose confidence in him and his abilities. So he found himself procrastinating, wasting time, telling most of them to come back later, as they would again and again. But all this indecision built up delays. Waiting rooms full of impatient animals sitting in long queues, while the important issues of the night remained unresolved. So, sure enough, as he himself had predicted, things were starting to be said behind his back. After a particularly bad night, where only a few turned up and those that did left grumbling and cross, Solly knew he needed to act. But this time, a more drastic remedy was required. Cancelling all of his appointments for the rest of the night, he then set about trying to come up with a more permanent solution. Solly had a blackberry jam sandwich for midnight lunch. He loved blackberries, especially the sour ones, as he found they relaxed him and allowed him to think. Solly pondered the problem until the dawn, all without success. Surrounded by screwed-up balls of paper and complex mind maps, all of his ideas had come to a frustrating halt. It was then, in that moment, he became distracted, seeing distant flashes of light in the dawn sky. Curious, Solly went out onto his high tree balcony, where he could hear the rumble of a far-off storm. As he watched, he became more intrigued, as the lightning always seemed to strike the same distant point. It was in that moment that the answer came to him. With a flash of inspiration, Solly had it. He'd come up with an idea, an idea so clever that it made him hoot with delight. And this is what he did. Solly left in secret at a time the nocturnals call the dead of day. This is the short interval in the mid-afternoon when all the nighttime animals, including those who like to stay up late, and the early risers who were always up before the dusk, were still asleep in their beds. Off the owl flew as silently as he could, with just one aim in mind, to meet with Staramet the fox. As Solly flew, he thought about what he should say. Staramet, like the owl, performed a similar role, providing help and advice to the animals who lived in the olive groves and the island city of Bogomil. Solly had never actually met Staramet before, so knew very little about him, but the owl didn't consider this to be of great importance. The Solly believed that status and reputation were the best forms of recommendation, and he felt sure that cunning and sly were just jealous words for clever and wise. Like all the best plans, Solly's idea was a simple one, a meeting of two minds, the fox and the owl, a combination of intellect that could lead to only one result, 
an illumination, an epiphany. He was sure that new and exciting ideas would be born out of their meeting. Ideas that would not just solve Solly's problems, but could also be used to solve most of the island's woes. But now Solly's immediate worry was on how he might be received. Turning up so unannounced made the owl feel nervous, a feeling he'd not had in a long time. So as he flew, he tried to reassure himself by speaking his thoughts aloud. I'm sure Staramet will want to listen to me. Oh, yes, with my fame and authority, it should be easy to convince him to help. He must have heard of me, for I'm well known, even by those outside of the forest. I just know he'll see that by the two of us working together, he wouldn't just be helping me. No, no. Instead, we'd be creating an alliance, an alliance of forest, city, field and grove, an alliance that'll benefit everyone. The owl paused, not entirely convinced by his own words, so remarked, but well, what would it matter if I were refused anyway? (laughs) I'd have lost nothing by trying, and what harm could possibly come of it? Solly was well aware that the forest animals with whom he dealt with on a daily basis would have little to do with foxes. Foxes in the past had been outlawed from taking any part in forest affairs. But this had all happened so many years ago, for reasons almost everyone had now forgotten. But old laws are stubborn, like bleached bones. They're what get left behind when the thoughts and flesh of those who created them have long since passed. The forest's oldest inhabitants had always been the loudest defenders of this ancient law, but now they'd become few. So, in subsequent years, the voice of caution had inevitably become small and weak. Solly reasoned, quite sensibly, that any perils to which this law was designed to prevent would likely to have also passed. In fact, Solly, who had a good memory for history, couldn't quite recall how or why it had come to be this way in the first place. Partly because of these forest prejudices, Solly knew that by visiting Staramet in this way, he could be confident that no one else from the forest would be around to learn of their meeting. With this thought in mind, Solly reached out and knocked loudly on the fox's red door. Staramet's earth was situated beneath an overgrown black granite obelisk an obelisk that had been placed on Og eons ago, for reasons unknown, a monument so tall and pointed that its tip was usually the first thing to be struck by any passing storm. Unbeknown to the owl, Staramet had, for the past few years, been a regular visitor to the forest, especially during the early autumn months when the blackberries had begun to redden. The fox, who always came alone, would sit hidden in the forest's largest bramble patch. Then, with no one else around, quite revoltingly, he would do what foxes do and mark his territory. Once done, he would silently observe the forest nocturnes as they went about their nightly business. 
Oddly, his presence deeply unnerved the passing traffic, as most of the forest animals would experience that eerie feeling of being watched, a feeling strong enough to interrupt their nightly thoughts and cause them to look nervously around before quickly hurrying along. Of those who'd managed to catch a fleeting glimpse of his outline, they would always try and avoid any contact, feeling it better to appear to be oblivious of his presence rather than to acknowledge it. A game that greatly amused the fox. So it was, in the dead of day, Solly, the forest owl, finally met with Staramet, the fox. Thank you.